Hello world, I'm Shalwa Evans. And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, Black Hipster, Hipster, where we talk about Black pop culture, gay pop culture, Black gay pop culture, and sometimes other, other shit. shit. Oh, that was really good. We in good. the building. <laughs> that was really good. I mean, it did help that we were looking at each other while we did it. Like, I was looking at you going. I can see right yes, in your eyes. I can see that beautiful face. I'm looking mm-hmm. at you. Just Back in the building. Yes, darling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it feel lovely? It feels lovely. I feel caressed. I mean, I, you, I held you earlier. You did so, hold me you know, like a I baby. Think that that yes. helped and rocked you in my arms. You did. As if I, you were my lovely child. Yes, I laid my head upon your bosom. Yes, yes. and I and I stroked the back of your your head. Yes, mm-hmm. um, so that you would feel loved Thank and you. wanted. Thank you. And you're gonna put me to sleep. You're gonna rub my butt to help me put me to sleep. Later. I will pat it. Pat it. No I will pat it. I think that's more appropriate. Okay. There's got to be some boundaries here. Okay, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that is how we prepare for our show every week, y'all. Yes. Um, I lay Stanley a- against my bosom. Yes. And mm-hmm. I make him feel loved and wanted so he shows up. Mm-hmm. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> Thank you for always giving. Oh, man. I'm not drinking wine today. And I'm drinking like, water. Which is so funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll, you know, just... Are off, you trying to take off, it easy? No, our flow's just been disrupting my day. Like, if I'm being honest, like. So then, if you, I mean, I guess this makes sense. Yeah, I just not, was nauseous all day. So. So yeah, you don't want to drink don't, wine. Not really looking forward to wine, mm-hmm. but I did take a Motrin 600. So we about to be back in business. Um, How long will that last? Do you ever take more than one in one day? Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> it oh. just depends. Um, usually, I don't have to. Luckily, knock on something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually just that like first wave in the morning on day one mm. it's like it, it comes first the cramps and the pain it'd be like guess what bitch she's a coming yeah. like yeah I, I just know because it's like yeah wake up with like the worst cramps ever the worst is like it'll be like 6 a.m mm-hmm. and it's like i can't take anything unless mm-hmm. i eat food mm-hmm. because you don't want to take a motrin 600 with no mm-hmm. food in your stomach because then you're going to have some other kinds of problems mm-hmm. with your stomach that you just Jeez. don't want out here. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's like, well, it's 6 a.m. I can't eat anything. Um, so it just, it sucks. You just kind of got to like, Hold you know, why can't you eat take anything? the pain. Is it because you don't want to wake yourself up? You don't want to like. Oh, I, 6 o'clock. I'm still in bed. Oh, no, I ain't got I, kids. I'm I still in bed. No, I'm still in bed too. But you <laughs> know how like some, you don't want to disrupt your sleep to go into the kitchen to grab something. To like eat it and then take the Motrin. Yeah, but also like, what the hell? It's six a.m. I barely want to eat before ten a.m. Most days, like, I can't eat that early. I just can't. My body just won't take it. It's it's not pleasant. And I've been doing smoothies lately, Mm -hmm. so I'm not gonna get up at six and like blend up a smoothie. That's true. (laughs) Like that's just that's a lot. And smoothies have yogurt in them, which. You know, I think yogurt's gross. Mm-hmm. Um, ugh, just the idea of ingesting yogurt at 6 a.m., just that makes me more nauseous. What about when you have to, you've been places when you have to go to work early? Because I, too, have that problem. Like, I feel like, oh, I can't eat at a certain time. Like, you're not ready. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's about, if we got up that early at 6 a.m., then we probably start eating earlier, you know? Mm, but, um. No, I used to get up that early. And you didn't, you didn't eat that? I didn't eat till, like, 8 o'clock. Mm. Yeah. I used to start work at 8, and then mm-hmm. I'd sit at my desk and eat. While I worked, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, there's just no eating at six for me. Yeah, Sorry, it does. Oh yeah, but no. everyone's different. Everyone's different. No, yeah. and you know I won't eat dinner like past eight. That's PM. good for indigestion, so, heartburn, oh, just and just for your metabolism too. Oh, yeah, getting older. 
ooh, yeah. it just, everything hit different. Yeah, I'm currently on anti-indigestion, <laughs> I forget what you call them. I have to take a pill every is day. Is that omeprazole? What is it called? Omeprazole. No, it's with a P. Oh, Something with a P. Priasac. No, no, pants. I forget what it's called, but it's for um, acid reflux and mm -hmm. indigestion. And it's the same thing that um, my fiance, Josh's father, who's in his <laughs> 70s, also takes. So <laughs> it just, it hit different. Yeah, like, yes. I had wine yesterday and I was like, oh, it's already past eight o'clock. I was like, you play yourself, girl, baby girl. It is someone, we were at a restaurant like two days ago. I was with a friend and it was the, uh, the table next to us. They were celebrating our, their birthday. And so we had to eat inside because it was raining. So we went inside. We were the only ones there. And then two parties joined us. And it was a big space. So we weren't like close to one another. And then the guy's like, the guy's walking around. He's like, it's my birthday. An older guy. He's like, do you want to have, could you want to have a drink, a shot of whiskey with me? Like, it was like a triple shot. He bought us. And so we were like, fine. It was like, I like the, I like bourbon. I like whiskey. So I had, I drink like two, it was instant. Instant, it I just felt came it. Right I was back. like, it was like Ooh, about to come right back. Yeah, up. it's like I'm gonna feel this oh. later on. I felt it the next morning. That was in the nighttime. I felt it in the next morning. It was still like, oh, so that's like, awful. Yet not, this oh. old man was like, "Do you want to have it?" He was knocking it back. It was like, his birthday, I guess. He right? Did, yeah. He was like, "Hey." He probably like, oh, "I take two of those pills a day. That's why I can drink this." I think also too though, it's like people that are a certain age now they didn't used to eat. And drink all the bullshit that we did. Like, I feel like our body's gonna be destroyed by the time we're there. Cause I think about my dad. My dad loved him some Remy Martin, mm -hmm. VSOP. Like, mm -hmm. everybody knew that was his drink. Mm -hmm. And they would bring that. You know, once you reach a certain age, that's the only thing you get for your birthday. That's they true. would just bring him bottles and bottles and bottles. Mm -hmm. And like, he would drink that. And like, I'm talking, he's in his 80s. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, and you like, he wasn't mind. drinking it like a crazy person, mm -hmm. just a little bit, but. Your boy would sit there and, 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 and knock back two, three fingers of that. And he always had his chaser and his water. Mm -hmm. But still, like, it, yo. It, it is interesting, too, especially because what you're saying is, like, you see people who know. I know people who, like, are smokers and they're in their 70s. And it's like, I know you didn't exercise at all. Like, you didn't have a regular exercise exactly. regimen. But it's like, you how are you still walking around, skipping around today? And it's their just... lungs are perfectly fine. Yeah. They have strong lungs. They have cancer, nothing. It's like, what is going on with yeah. this? And we, our generation got screwed on everything. Yeah. We, we are going to be the student loan debt, no social security, oh, God. dead by a certain age, all the cancers. Like, Thanks a lot, world. You really screwed us fucking 30-something. Mm -hmm. um, but on to some other things. Talking about we got screwed. Yes. Bill Cosby got let out of prison. Bill Cosby. This past week. Um, <laughs> my mind is blown. It seemed to happen out of nowhere. Did we know out that was... Of out of nowhere. <laughs> out of nowhere. No one was expecting no, it. It was like, what? On a random day, Bill Cosby, they... All they dropped all the charges essentially, right? He didn't settle or anything. No, 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 no. He didn't. They it wasn't a. I didn't. Yeah. I, I yes. watched some of the all of the you know when all of these um, charges against him, the women were coming out. It was just one of those things where it's like it's too many women for there to be right off the bat. Too many women to be false, and then the charges kept coming and coming and coming, and it's like. No, Bill Cosby, I'm pretty sure he did that. Hearing some of the testimonies, reading some of the statements. So, and it was hurtful to hear. We talked about it before. You know, this man who, for a lot of us at our age, the Cosby Show was a big deal. It was something well, yeah. that, yeah, it was it's a big, huge deal. In, in America, they said like 50% of people who had televisions were watching the Cosby Show. So, for a lot of us, especially black people, it was a big deal to have this man sort of ruin and taint this image of one of the first 
affluent black American families that you've ever seen. And they lived in Brooklyn. Yeah, and he lives in Brooklyn. A Brooklyn brownstone. Yes, yes. They lived in Brooklyn. Yeah. Why they do why they do the like Why that? they do all about black education, pushing black excellence anyway. So I remember when Miriam McKeeba was on the Cosby show. Oh, I know. Maybe I yeah. I just I grew up listening to Miriam mm-hmm. McKeeba. So my mom used to play her music all the time. Um so I just knew who she was. Yeah. And and it, and it just to your point, it was great. You know about black excellence. He always had all of these like very well known, renowned like black figures on the television Mom. show. Yeah, artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Mom. Lena Horne, like mm-hmm. Sammy Davis Jr., like Tap and Dan Savion Glover. I think maybe he was on the later episodes, like when the show was going off. But like all of these different people, just very influential people. So it was an integral part of I think black the black oh, community. Oh, absolutely. And it was the first time we saw like. A black family, yeah, like a black middle class family mm-hmm. with that many kids, and it was okay. They had you know a lot what I mean? Of kids. They had five kids, and it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was a lawyer, and he was a doctor, and they owned a house, mm-hmm. a brownstone in Brooklyn. Like, yeah, we didn't see that before the Cosby Show. Yeah. No, yeah. it was like black families living the projects, or like you know, yeah. Anywho. Or and, came from poverty. And, like, it was very clear that neither Claire nor Cliff came from poverty. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. So this, that was the first time we saw that, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, black wealth being built and passed down through generations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, anywho, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. we talking about Cosby got out. Yeah, he got out. The prosecutors apparently had made a deal mm-hmm. with him that they wouldn't prosecute him if he testified... In a civil case about the shit he did, and apparently, I didn't know that. yeah. But I guess what it, it was that the that prosecutor was gone, mm-hmm. and then a new prosecutor took over and was like, "All right, well, let's go after him." And then they were like, uh, "Actually, you did have to uphold what the first prosecutor agreed to because mm-hmm. it came from the prosecutor's office, right? Yeah. Obviously, it's like, yeah, you can't just change. You know, okay, the job changed hands, so now it's like." Well, fuck your agreement with him. I didn't agree to that. You Which, can't do that at yeah. the prosecutor's office. Okay, okay. And, it, and it's fair. It makes sense. It's yeah, fair. I will say, yeah. And I understand that. And yes, and I do agree. It just sucks. It just sucks. That it was in an instance like this where just so many people are going to be hurt mm-hmm. and feel destroyed mm-hmm. over this. Over what's um, going on. And one of the big things actually to emerge one of the other things, because, you know, things have a trickle-down, a rippling effect, was Felicia Rashad, Claire, who played Claire Huxtable, who tweeted her support of um, Bill Cosby. So, And she's also um, a dean at Howard University. I don't mm-hmm. know if that was... Did she go to Howard? She possibly I did. I don't, I don't know. But a lot of celebrities have went to Howard. So anyway, and Howard's yes. a big school. So she, she tweeted and she got a lot of, of course, um, uh, backlash. backlash from mm-hmm. that. And she has since, um, since apologized, I guess. I haven't read her apologies, mm-hmm. but she has since apologized. And that came out very quickly. And, you know, but she's always been sort of a, she has always been a supporter of his even during this. So it was no, to me, it was no surprise. I'm not going to say anything bad about Felicia Rashad. Yeah, it, it was no surprise. <laughs> I'm My just thing, like, look. It, it was no surprise <laughs> I think what it was was because I don't want to, and and, and I will say that as she did say that she stands by the supporters of uh, of of stands by people who've been abused and they're speaking out against mm-hmm. 
I don't I don't know if she doesn't believe that it didn't happen, if she doesn't believe that the amount of people is I don't know what she believes. I know that she was supporting him and for a lot of people that is wrong. So she yeah, she's in the mud. Yeah. They're done with her. I was like, look, I'm not gonna say anything bad about Felicia Rashad. Mm-hmm. Um also I'm just like, look, not for nothing. I don't think that you should speak on behalf of people who've done something wrong in that instance Mm -hmm. as it pertains to that thing. But I know I got family members and people close to me who've done some fucked up shit. Mm -hmm. You know, they're locked up for it still Mm -hmm. or they've been locked up for it or what have you. Um, And they're not any less that person in my life. So I'm not done with them in the sense that like, oh, I'm never going to support this person again. Mm -hmm. I'm like, nah, like, I know you raped that girl. Mm -hmm. You're still my this, that, or third, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever my relation is to you. I don't agree with what you did. And I think that it's fair that you're paying for what you did. That's true. But I'm not like turning my back from you and I'm not turning away from you like you don't deserve my love Mm -hmm. or support anymore ever. For in life because yeah. of this thing. So I understand like that that can be a very complex thing. Um, I think people just should stay off of social media. I do agree. And, like, <laughs> yeah. and I think that what it is, I don't know because I can't get into their heads, but from what it looks like to me is that they feel this need to make their support public mm-hmm. for that person to know and understand that like, I'm not just supporting you behind closed doors. I I love you and support you enough to let the world know that mm-hmm. even though they think you're a monster, I still think that you're amazing and I support you. They feel this need to make it public mm-hmm. for the sake of that person. Yeah. And I'm like, that person should understand. <laughs> like, yeah. that person should be like, oh, no, girl, don't ruin your career over mm-hmm. me. Like, look. Well, that, what's happening is happening. Mm-hmm. And like neither me or you are going to change that. I can't take that back. You shouldn't go down with me. No, I, I get that you support me and I love you and I appreciate you, but you ain't got to do that. Um, so I do think that especially celebrities with influence um, should just stay off of social media um, when this kind of stuff happens. I think it's okay. It's okay for you to not make a public yeah. showing of your support for people, especially when it's something so controversial so controversial, and yeah. whether you think they did it or not, I guess is going to have some bearing on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it's just like, just be honest with yourself. Yeah. Be honest with yourself. Like, I'm just like, look, sometimes you could tell me somebody did something and it might not sound like something that I think they would do, but mm-hmm. I'll show the struggle and be like, anybody's capable of anything. Yeah, like I just, you know, I've seen some things. So yeah. You I'm just at that. 38 years of my life. I know better. Mm-hmm. Like you just, you don't know everything. You certainly don't know everything about the people, like your loved ones. Yeah. People are capable of a lot of stuff that, that you might true. not think. So it's just one of those things. It's a tricky situation. Um, I'm just going to leave Felicia Rajat out of this mm-hmm. for, in terms of like my feelings about this. Cause I don't feel any differently about her. Um, people clearly do, but this Bill Cosby thing is wild. And yeah. now they're talking about whether or not it's going to have any bearing on Harvey Weinstein. And I'm like, why? Huh. Why? Like, let's, it's why are we? president, but they shouldn't. didn't have the deal. It, it wasn't right. the same deal. Right. So what? Bill Cosby got off, off from a fucking legal, a justice system mm-hmm. technicality. Yeah. It has absolutely nothing to do with his 
like assumed innocence or otherwise. Mm -hmm. Absolutely nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. It was, there was an agreement. They broke the agreement. Well, now a judge is saying you can't do that. That's it. Yeah. Please let's not even, why are we even talking about Harvey Weinstein mm -hmm. as, in relation to this? Well, Shouldn't even be coming up. I think they're talking about it because, you know, it came out in the same, all of this No, I know. I'm just yeah. saying though, it shouldn't even be coming up. It's not up. the same. It can be. It shouldn't even be coming it, up. And I don't know. I will say I don't know all of the details of, I know more about the Harvey Weinstein actually case than I do about the Bill Cosby case. I actually do. I read a lot about the Harvey Weinstein because it was just so, like, freaking crazy. Both of them are crazy. Well, the and then him showing up to court every day with that freaking $3 cane with Girl. the tennis balls at the bottom, acting like he don't have, like, buku money. Yes. And then I she, was so over it. Yeah, because you can't be ostentatious. You know, when you're I, was like, I wish somebody had just kicked that exactly. fucking cane from, just, from, just uh, run, from Yeah, undamped. it's like Bill Cosby blind, so we know he ain't faking that. But that's two different things. But I think, <laughs> but I think what it was is just, like, these two big... I mean, Bill Cosby, much more in the public eye, much more well-known mm -hmm. to the public than Harvey, but Harvey also being a big player behind the scenes. So these two men who were taking advantage of, suppose, allegedly, and taking advantage of, you know, many, many women. So, yeah, I think that they are kind of tied and it all came out at the same time. And it, it's what is disappointing, though, is it, if this will be not, I, I don't know. I just, I want justice to be served. And I think that it's, I don't, I don't want Harvey Weinstein to go just to go free because that shouldn't happen. Well, let's move on from yes. the Bill Cosby talk because we do still want to get into the Shikari Richardson yes. situation. Mm -hmm. um, so the fastest woman in the U.S. of mm -hmm. A is a black woman. Who would have thunk it? Yeah, who would have thunk it? Um, yeah. I just know that she's fast as fuck. Yeah, she's really and fast. They, Trying to stop her because mm -hmm. they stayed trying to stop a black woman. Yeah. Um, but she tested positive for weed. Um, and so the the doping, was it the doping commission? Uh, I don't know it? the name. The... I'm not going to pretend. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, the, the, the people who... Oh, man. Um, it's the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency mm -hmm. um, for the Olympics. Um, basically suspended her and was like, yeah, um, you got to take this one month L. And she apologized, and she was like, all right, I'll take the L. Yeah, she's not making she any was, excuses. She's yeah. not. She apologized. She was like, look, like I just lost my mother, which apparently she found out from a reporter. Yeah, apparently she found out from a reporter. I mean, just mess. Which, and like she said, she doesn't blame the reporter, but I can imagine. <laughs> and this is, I think, before she won the race. Yes. So... It, the shock. The shock. Yeah, at that moment. And you're like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you, what do, you do? And so that was a lot. And so... Somebody should have handed her a blunt straight off the track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, here, baby girl. And a drink. Mm-hmm. And a fucking scotch like you might need this. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. It's crazy. That is crazy. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy. She just lost her mom. I can understand, like, anybody wanting to smoke to just kind of calm themselves mm -hmm. and, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, but she, she got to take that one month L. Uh, Seth Rogen called it racist. <laughs> Good old Seth, who, then, who's definitely a supporter of marijuana. Well, yeah, he yes. just started some like marijuana brand or mm -hmm, some shit, mm -hmm. a lifestyle brand, cannabis lifestyle brand. Um, but like the haters were coming for him in the comments too, like, like, yeah, this is racist because the black athlete shouldn't be upheld to the same rules as the other athletes. And oh, I'm like, okay. and I'm like, well. 
I mean, let's get into it. Mm -hmm. Like at the end of the day, again, we talk about this thing about fairness Mm -hmm. and equality. Fairness is not always holding everybody to the same rules and standards. Mm -hmm. Well, not when they don't start. It's so funny to me how it's like there's there's just no acknowledgement of like where black people start, Mm -hmm. especially once we get to where people think or see superficially Mm -hmm. that we're on the same level as everyone else. Oh, so now that she's like an Olympian. Oh, so she's just like all the other Olympic athletes. And it's like, she's not though. What do you know about her background? Mm -hmm. I know two things about her without knowing anything about her background that can hold her back. She's black and she's She's a woman. woman. (laughs) Just off the bat Mm -hmm. without knowing anything else about her. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I also know that she just suffered a terrible loss. Mm I'm not saying that they should bend the rules and be like, okay, well, yeah, you know, well, she just lost her mom, so we're going to make an exception. But I'm saying acknowledge this shit. That's it. Just be like, yeah, this is unfortunate. And, you know, we realized that she was going through a tough time in her life and she used that to cope with whatever Mm -hmm. the situation was. Mm -hmm. Um, We still got to suspend you. Yeah. We still got to suspend you because it's the rules. It's the rules. rules across the board. Globally, mm-hmm. well, actually, this is the U.S. anti-doping, so mm-hmm. that's just for the United States. Um, but like, but we we see, and what can we do to help? Yeah, what can we do that weed isn't the thing that you since go to? Yeah. We we would like you to be able to participate, and we're sure you would like to be able yeah. to participate. So it's good for everyone. Yeah. Let's let's find something else, Shakari. What what can we do? Yeah, <laughs> like and- just. There just needs to be some acknowledgement. Yeah. And, and I agree and it's you. weed. Also. Yeah, and it's like, weed. Sorry, is, but I maybe I'm biased, but what the fuck? Well, it's, it's not fucking it's not weed. twenty years Relax. ago. You know, weed has been destigmatized, it's been decriminalized in a lot of states, in the state that she actually smoked it in. And I think going back to your point, I think it is about acknowledging being a little bit human and acknowledging saying, okay, yeah, we it's the rules. You broke the rules, we still have to penalize you, but also understanding what you were going through because she's not the first athlete who has been in this position. Mm-hmm. You know, there have been we were talking about Ryan Lochte or oh, what's God. the other the swimmer, Michael Phelps, Tiger Woods, all of these people have suffered with depression and issues and they've been caught, you know, smoking just along some drugs, intoxicated or whatever. <laughs> they've had issues. And these are some of the people who've been at the top of their game. So it's like, listen, we know that this ban is not stopping these people from doing drugs. Or not, and, and, and when I say drugs is diff, recreational, different from like doping, because that's also been an issue. Right, versus and that's, like, isn't it supposed to be about taking steroids and drugs yeah, that enhance, which is enhance you yes, which in, we doesn't do. Right, and, and, I, and I, I'm I, because you know alcohol is a drug, and alcohol does affect your body, and I'm pretty sure they aren't monitoring alcohol the same way. And it's just listen, we don't need to get all into that. The because I'm pretty sure when weed is decriminalized all over the U.S., are are they going to be allowed to smoke to to smoke marijuana before they're racist? Who knows? Listen, it certainly isn't going to make her faster. Yeah, no, we very much not. know that. Yeah, so. so it's like the fact that she did she she had that in her system. Who knows when she smoked the weed was able to be that fast? And also, yes, learn doing this after suffering a tragedy like that speaks more t- tells us more about this young this young woman how old is she like 21 22 she's super young yeah she's super young but yeah it is to your point it is about them about the doping whatever agency thinking what can we do so that during these times you don't turn to drugs that they can actually help people um, um, athletes like Shikari and other ones who have in the past have done gone down that same road differently than she's 21 years old wow and um 
I think they need to look into that because it can only help people. Because my thing is, she just did some weed. Other people might have turned to heroin or something harder. So it, it's it's an unfortunate situation. It is. And I just hope that this doesn't slow her down. I hope this just brings more endorsements. Not to say that she needs to be out here, like, you know, <laughs> doing endorsements for, like, rolling paper brands and stuff. But like, <laughs> I don't know, because... It's been a lot. The girl, it's like, damn, this girl has been through a lot in mm -hmm. a very short amount of time. Um, it's wild to me to think that, like, she was born in 2000. Yeah. Uh, that just, it just feels like you're not a real person. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> if you weren't born in the 80s or 90s, you're not a real person to me uh, or before. But, yeah, it's just the girl's been through a lot. And I'm just hoping that, yeah, that causes these these brands and these agencies and whatever to see that and be like, this girl is strong as yeah, fuck. Yeah, strong. To be like, yo. She was. She went through a lot. She didn't let that deter and her. And she's still about to smoke y'all mm -hmm. hoes. Like she, she high. She smoked y'all hoes. Yeah. Like, I, like I just. I can't wait to see what, what she, she has to like coming up like her alley for her blessings. Cause I just feel like it. Just it. It just. You can't blame us for feeling like, damn, why y'all always trying to take a black woman down? <laughs> you know, because it just feels like every time a black woman does something to just blow everyone's minds, there's always some upset. Mm -hmm. There's something that comes quickly after where it's like, yep, there's the fall from grace. It, it, it feels like it always has to come so quickly, too. And Whoa. it's just like... <clears throat> Y'all just be waiting, like be you waiting. just be waiting in the wings to see like if there's anything you can catch a black woman mm -hmm. slipping on. And it's like, bruh, for me as a black woman, when I see that, I'm like, man, that wasn't a slip up. Mm -hmm. That just means she's that much doper. That means she's, she's a human being. Like she's, she is that fly because mm -hmm. no, not just the human being part. The fact that like she's still smoking y'all hoes in this way that she's smoking y'all hoes. While this, this, and this is going on Doing in the that. background. Like, that's some good compartmentalization. She need to teach a class on that. How I did you do mean, this? But like, what you mentioned... Multitasking. Uh, you know, I think, too, uh, uh, I think a part of the reason why feeling like, you know, just from not even speaking about history, but in this moment, that it's like bringing black women down or bringing, you know, black women specifically, because not long ago, we just had the tennis player, Naomi... Uh, I forget her Oh, Naomi name. Osaka. Yes, yes, Osaka, who went through her whole mm -hmm. thing. And she and, kept saying, leave me alone. Yeah, like, I got some mental stuff going on. Chill. Chill. And she wasn't, and the thing about it, too, was that she wasn't saying, I'm not going to do the interviews. I'm just not going to do them right away. When you want, let's work around something. And still, they gave her shit for that. And, they and find that, her. Yeah, they find her. And that seemed very, not even unfair, cruel. I think cruel in cruel. a sense. And and, and and just because it's just like, well, listen, we know mental health is very much a big thing, especially people going through pandemics, it's very much a big thing. It's, and also then also, a pandemic. it's also a pandemic. If someone's yeah. saying, I'm not in the right mental state to deal with this, this, and this, respect them. Respect that. But here's the problem with that, especially for athletes. They are labor. Mm -hmm. And they are seen as just labor. That's true. Like athletes are labor, even though, you know, they'll, they're well paid, they're still labor. And yeah. so... They are still treated like labor. And when the managers and the owners and whatever say, you do this, they don't have the, the ownership in the agency to say no because yeah. they are labor. They like, make a lot of people money. A lot right, of money. Right, mm -hmm. right. And that's the thing. But they're still owned mm -hmm. by the owner, the this, the that. You know, it's different in certain sports, you know, with like golf and tennis where you're kind of like this one man band. Mm -hmm. But that's when you see it. 
when you say, I don't want to do this interview. And then it's like, well, these are the rules. So if you don't follow it, you're going to get a fine. Mm -hmm. You are still labor. You don't get to decide. And I want to make sure you well, you very well understand that. I don't care how independent or autonomous you might think that you are. You might feel at times because you don't play a team sport, but bitch, let me show you. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. And I'm like, yeah, Colin, yeah. And, and you know what? I f I'm so glad that she was like, then you know what? Fuck it. I'm out. Mm -hmm. Like, good for you. Mm -hmm. Because y'all forget that, like you said, I make y'all money. Mm -hmm. So keep pushing me. Mm -hmm. I don't have to make y'all shit. Yeah. And, and she, says, this isn't gonna break she me. says an example for other athletes coming up that they say, well, she did it. So I'm going to be like, I don't have to do it. Because after a while, if everyone's coming in there with that attitude, they're going to have to bend a little bit. Because she was fearless and she took that. And, and it's sad, too, that she had to do. And it's, it is sad that she had to do that. That she's the one giving her. Yes, she's doing something that she loves, but she's not. To me, it didn't sound like she was being an asshole. She wasn't. She no, was willing to work wasn't. with them and tend to get that shit on top of that. It means that you guys have no no respect and no regard for how she's feeling. And still, she stood strong, and she said, "No, I'm not going to do this." I, I that is a large amount of respect to put your career on the line like that. Well, they didn't even have any. They don't. It's not even just how she's feeling. It was like y'all don't have any regard for her mental state. Yes, that is affect her how health. she plays. Yes, but it's her health. Mm -hmm. The problem is, you know how we are. We're like mental health. Ah, uh, that's not a part of health. Like we barely get coverage for it in healthcare, mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. just like how how is it that you don't see someone's brain? an organ in their body as mm -hmm. important as whether or not she can move her freaking arm. Mm -hmm. If she had an injury in her wrist, then she wouldn't be playing. She wouldn't be doing whatever. Mm -hmm. So guess what? I don't want to call it an injury in her brain because mm -hmm. I think that that's just like simplifying it <laughs> and know, like belittling yeah. in a way. But you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if she's saying mentally, I can't do this part of this job right now. We're going to have to chill on that. Like, and you just basically like, get out there, chattel. I'm, then you're, you're shit. And mm -hmm. I'm glad that she was like, then fuck it. Mm -hmm. I, I won't make anybody any money right now. Yeah. Because homegirl still got some endorsements. And, and speaking to Shakiri, she did Shikari. say... Shakari, I'm sorry. Shakari. She actually, uh, I think it was Adidas, who she's endorsed by. They released a statement and said, we stand by her. Damn. And stand by her. Next Ivy Park collection. Yeah. And I'm like, so <laughs> Come through Beyonce. I'm just Beyonce. <laughs> we're we're be rooting for you, Beyonce. We, I hate to do this, Beyonce, because you know we love you over here <laughs> at Black Hipster, but... We looking at you, girl. Can we can we get Shikari part of this next Ivy Park game? Mm -hmm. Whether it's the Icy Park. I know you got the swimwear collection about the tees. Like, can we get Shikari out here in some swimwear? Like, mm -hmm. And, Ted, and Seth saying. Rogen, give that girl a piece of the company. Bring her in on the grapple. Have her do something. I'm saying, she that fast and she still smoking. <laughs> she there's, still smoking. There's some campaign, a campaign and there's a PR slant you got to hit. And you got all, <laughs> I was just thinking too of all these girls like Simone, you know, who's a gymnast. And then we have... Um, you know, we were just talking about Naomi. Naomi. You know, all of these girls are really doing, young women are doing great, fantastic things. Young black Young women. black women are doing wonderful, wonderful things. And you're just watching them in the sports and they're just blowing them away. That is really just impressive. And very, all very different, too. All very different. I mean, this girl had her color, her long fingernails, like Flojo. Yo, like yes. Flojo. With the hair that mm -hmm. she said her the girlfriend, lashes. I guess, had, like, did, maybe she dyed the hair for mm -hmm. her, like, for that last race. Tattoo, oh, like, also, very much herself. Also, 
LGBTQ plus community. Like, go ahead, girl. I'm like, yes, girl. Like, that's that's where like Gen Z, I be like, I fucks with y'all, <laughs> <laughs> like on certain levels because Gen Z be out here like we don't give a fuck. <laughs> Yeah, and then I love how I love it. when she run, won the race, I know we've been talking about it a while, but she won that race and she was looking at the, like, she was pointing to the timer, they said, like, I'm doing this. And then when they interviewed her afterwards, she was like, I want everybody to know I am that girl. Like, just the confidence, Yo, uh, which is you amazing. let them know. The confidence. Because somebody probably told her at some point, you can't do this, little yeah. black girl. You better sit in. It makes me think of Serena and Venus and how they, they had that instilled in them, that confidence of, like, their dad is, like, they had this interview that the dad, um, they were, I don't know, I think it was Venus. She was probably, like, 14 or 15 years old. She was being interviewed, and she had to, they, the interviewer was like, well, what if you go up against... I don't know, one of the big female tennis players at the time. And she was like, well, I think I can beat him. She was like, well, what makes you think you can beat him? She's like, well, because I can. Because She's like, well, what, what, what gives you that? And the father got up and he was like, this is a child. Why she had she's believing in herself that she can do it. Don't doubt her. This is don't play when he got like that. I know and that's right. Like, I she was like, she can do anything she wants to do, basically. And he's like, she's believing in herself. Don't try to take that away from her. And I thought that was really I know that's impressive. Right, dad. And that's yeah. and that is why, because dad was doing that at home every mm-hmm. day. And dad was like, You better pick your chin up. Yeah. And, you know, don't come in here dragging your feet mm-hmm. with your head, bow, cause somebody said, What to you? Please. <laughs> that that is a beautiful thing, the dad to do that for his young girls, his young we, black girls. You need it. You need it. You need it. The world is you go out in the world, they're gonna to tell it. you that you're not good enough. If you have that instilled in you at home, that confidence, that speaks of all. I think that's gonna just Oh hell set yeah. You I up. mean, please, kids get that in school with their teachers mm-hmm. and then parents don't be knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's why you gotta have that at home because that is what will save your kids. Yes. Please, you know how many times? For the most part, I had great teachers, but once in the blue, I encountered that shitty teacher that tried to come for me, mm-hmm. and usually tried to come for me because I was out here all kinds of shoulders back, head held high, and they was looking at me like, "How dare you, little black girl?" Mm-hmm. Uh, but we gonna move on to yes. our final topic for the day, which is always a happy topic. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say this is a sad. It isn't. It isn't. It's about you training to be a policewoman. That tell us about that. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't shit. (laughs) Well, listen, they gonna need that because apparently cops are quitting. Cops are quitting. Cops are like, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah, they. It is. It's happening all over the country that police officers are quitting. They're turning in. I don't know what the correct term for it. They're turning in their pensions, cashing in, or like, I, I don't Cashing know. them out? Yeah, retiring I don't know shit. how you're going to cash out a pension. I, like, I don't know. I oh, mean, I guess they're retiring early. Yeah, girl, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> but, uh, yes, it's, uh, <laughs> it's like classic line from Cosmo. Oh, I miss, I'm not a scientist. I miss you. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, you, I guess that, that would mean they're retiring early because that's the only way you're going to get your pension. Yes, yes. And um, they have, it's happening all over the country. They have a lot of police. There are also police departments across the country mm-hmm. with seeing, you know, police retiring at like higher, much higher rates than they are. They're also having a hard time recruiting. Because that defunding is coming. That's yes. why they're like, oh, ooh, mm-mm. They're like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to stay on this sinking ship. Well, Let me go it? ahead and cash out my money while I can so that you guys owe me this guarantee mm-hmm. and it really has nothing to do with the funds that you're getting or not. I'm going to need that. Exactly. Because I mean, especially think about it, if you're young and you can still start a new career, mm-hmm. right? And you have that pension to hold you over while you're still kind of 
you know, gaining traction or whatever in that new career or going back to school or whatever mm -hmm. it is, it makes sense. Like, yeah. you don't want to be tied to this freaking institution that represents just hatred. And, no, it's for real. Yeah. And, and violence against mm -hmm. black people and black yeah. bodies and black minds. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of black cops out there, mm -hmm. and I'm sure they don't agree with a lot of the shit that's going on, and they're just tired of it. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure there's other cops, too, that are just that not black, that are like, we just don't want any parts of this yeah. anymore. Yeah, and, and, and what you're saying speaks to, you know, that's one portion of it, one group of people who are retiring and mm -hmm. no longer want to be attached to the police departments across the country is because they feel like what you represent is something I didn't sign up for. It's, my eyes are open. But also, there's a component of people who are retiring because they're just like, you know, now you're turning against us. You know, we have people who we're supposed to be protecting. And now, you know, what did they, they got rid of, uh, what was it called, the immunity thing with police officers, um, where, I forget what it's called, but they got rid of something where police officers can no longer... I think it's a part of their, like, when they testify, um, there are certain things that they close off of the Republic to reveal. So now they don't have that anymore. So now if there's a case that goes up against a police officer, if, if something happens, once they testify in court, they, don't, they aren't protected by that law. So I don't know if that's throughout, like, a federal thing or if it's just in New York. I think that's just in New York because I would think that that goes state by state, okay, right? Okay, like, yeah. qualified immunity. Yeah, qualified immunity. Yeah, I and think that would be, like region to region and it's in it there have been other like now they're kind of they're more strict with rules and regulations of police officers across the board because politicians are getting involved you know you're not you need to train them better you need to have them be held more accountable and then they're feeling like now we're getting shit on because we're doing the work that we should be doing and then they don't feel appreciated so that's why a lot of police officers are also hey women. i feel that too if you don't feel appreciated in your job you should be you like should fuck this job yeah. i ain't, mm -hmm. you don't pay me enough please and, and they uh, don't police officers do not get yeah. paid enough for the shit that they get exactly so, exactly um that's why i'm like you know when cops be money crooked i feel them yeah they'd be like uh we found four grams of cocaine and then they bring it to the station. It's only two. It's only two vans <laughs> of cocaine that we got. Yeah, it's, like he was smoking a joint. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's 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 just funny because you know they've served a lot of cops. Even like um, they, I was reading this profile. I think it was in the New York Times about gay cops. You know who have, some of them have retired because you know even within the community from the George Floyd protests, which really blew up and caused a lot of uh, issues, we'll just say issues for cops, you know, around the country, you know, they're getting a lot of hate crimes, they're getting a lot of, like, in certain communities, people have been leaving messages outside the police department, and they don't feel like they're getting that support from, from their own department, from, mm -hmm. the from their officials, because of what's going on. So it's kind of like this weird dynamic, like, where, where is the middle ground? How can they still do their job, you know, serve and protect or whatever? while also respecting and recognizing the inequalities and, and, and you know, the, the fact that they're there to help people. I think it's just a weird, a weird The place problem to be in. is that too many cops have not been doing their job, yeah. serving and protecting. They've mm -hmm. been abusing and mistreating, and it went unchecked for too long. Mm -hmm. So you can't just turn back, like... You can't just turn it around all of yeah. a sudden. And we can't forget. And we can't, like, just let it go. Yeah. And we also can't look at it on a micro level, yeah. unfortunately. So 
it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, if you're part of that institution, then you are considered part of the problem. Yeah. You will be. You you have to know this. Yeah. It's like white people. It's like, you know, individual white person A is like, but I didn't commit slavery mm-hmm. and I'm not a racist in this, that, and the third. And it's like, you are, yes, on a micro level, sure. But on a macro level, you're just a white person. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, there is some responsibility that you're going to end up bearing for just your people. Yeah. That's what it is. Hey, cops, like you can say, well, I'm not a crooked cop and I don't do this and I don't do that. And it's like, unfortunately, too many cops have done it mm-hmm. and it went unchecked and it spread. It yeah. spread like a fucking cancer through this country for centuries. For centuries. Yeah. <laughs> so as a result, yup. But also you chose to be part of that institution. Mm-hmm. That's not like being a white person. Yeah. Like, you chose to become a cop mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, so they just have to understand that that is what it is. And so I can understand how some folks are like, nope, not for me. So I'm just not going to be a cop then. Because yeah. they have the choice. They not have the choices. like yeah. being a white person or and a black person. They can decide and not do it. They're exactly right. Exactly right. But these police departments, they take into social media to try to recruit people. And like in different states, they're offering like, um, like, Financial, like monetary incentives, like oh, offering sure. you five thousand, ten thousand dollars to sign, sign up, up bonus, right? Sign up bonus. Yeah, but here's the thing: for a twenty-five thousand dollars salary, mm-hmm. oh, I get this five thousand up front, Sweet. but I make twenty-five thousand for the rest of the year. Or they probably play them, and if the salary is thirty k, they probably give them a five k bonus up front, mm-hmm. and then they give them a thirty, uh, uh you know, twenty-five k salary or whatever. They mm-hmm. probably just take it out of the salary. Yeah, and and who the fuck? is going to sign up to get shot at and just all the shit that all comes with being, being a cop. Like, yeah. as a good person, not mm-hmm. a crooked person. Like, you know what I mean? Someone who actually wants to protect and serve mm-hmm. and really has good intentions to do that for, like, $30,000 mm-hmm. a year. Like, pre-tax. Pre-tax. I mean, right. I mean, just, it's 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 really absurd. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> But that's also part of probably the problem is, is that the of barrier of entry was so low before mm-hmm. and that these, you know, it's not a high paying job because it is considered a civil service. And for that reason, you probably get a lot of people who aren't going to have other options, but that doesn't make them good. No. Yeah. And so you're going to get a lot of garbage people mm-hmm. who can pass the physical test, who don't mind getting pepper sprayed in the mm-hmm. face. Like, you know what I mean? They can do all the things, barri- for you know, they can go above and beyond the barriers of entry, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean they're going to be good cops. It doesn't. And then you get this on yeah. the fucking flip side, and then you get an, just an injust system of people who just abuse the shit out of their position. Yeah. And, and, and folks ain't having it no more. And it's, it, and what you said, you know, a civil service job, and it's a job that's very important. We're not saying that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's... It, and like teachers, it's like when you need teachers, you need cops, you need police officers to, to keep order. And it's like, it's funny how growing up, you know, there were jobs that, you know, were looked at kind of to be like, oh, you want to, I mean, police officers were like, you know, it was dangerous. You do that. But it was like, oh, he's a police officer. He's a firefighter. You know, they're, they're helping people there. It's like one of those jobs that you look and you go, oh, wow, good for you. You know, you're happy for them, but then they get paid shit. Like they, it's, it's kind of like you don't get any respect. Those jobs, like firefighters and teachers and all, they don't get paid a lot they get shit on 
And maybe they need to start with changing that, also reforming that portion of it also, along with the training, along with, you know, moving up this, the requirements to become an officer. All of that can help sort of, I don't know, change the way that we look at police officers. Well, it's interesting, Cindy, you just said right. that we need police officers to keep the order. And I wonder how true that is. I think, cert- I think a certain amount, I think definitely a lot of the social issues that we have can be solved in other ways. Because, you know, like our mental health system, our healthcare system in general right. can definitely offset some of the crime that happens. But there are always, I think, going to be people who just do shit because they want to do shit. And but they do have we no- need police to, to keep the order in that regard? I think a lot of the times, um, you know, one of the cops was saying this is that, you know, things get defunded and then it falls on the police yeah. to do it and it's not okay. Yeah. And those are the things that usually fall within that keeping the order. Yeah, they shouldn't be. And it shouldn't be a part of their jobs. And that's they shouldn't a do. huge part of the issue. And it's just like what's happening is there's a lot of stuff that cops are now being asked to do that cops shouldn't be they asked They shouldn't deal with people do. who have mental health issues. That should be handled by another form of government or another form. Yeah, another form of government. But um, I do think you need police officers, yeah, for those outliers who just do crazy stuff. But I think that if I think just because they're upholding order and you need them, I think it, it depends on how much order are they. You know what I'm saying? Like we as a society, we would function better if all those other components and pillars were set up in the right way. Right. And then they're there because people are people. And you need them. There are going to be people I who are going to do certain things. I think, but I don't know if it still would be the job of them to keep the order per se, because I think that you know we've seen even in history that it's just like the community keeps the fucking order. Mm-hmm. Like when the community doesn't allow for certain things to go down, like when people commit crimes or things like that, and the community gets involved mm-hmm. as a whole and says we're not. We're not doing that. Now, I'm not saying we should drag people in the street and stone them. Well, yeah, that's why. But I'm saying that, like, when the community comes together, when something happens and they say, we're not allowing this, and you don't need cops walking around with weapons Mm -hmm. to stop these things. And then, because I think once you put cops in place and you say, this is their job to do, you know, you tell the community, you don't do that. You shouldn't be stopping this or you're putting yourself in danger. That's their job. Let them do that. Then the community goes, okay, well, then I'm mind my business when I see something happening because it's the cops. Mm-hmm. The cops should, should handle it. Oh, we're just going to call the cops because the cops should handle it. When it's that's just like point. we've seen over time that like community policing, if that's what you want to call it, has worked. And if everybody decided that it was their problem because nobody wants this happening in their community, then you wouldn't have to call the cops every mm-hmm. time something happened. And there wouldn't be that risk of the cops now abusing their power and getting crazy. And then maybe they done came and they done killed everybody. That's true. I agree with you there. I think I agree with what you said about there being a sort of collaborative effort. I think that it needs to be it needs to be us as a community saying this is our community. We're taking charge of it. We're seeing we're calling out things when they're wrong. But also you have police officers who are part of that. Right. We're all making up that thing. So it's just like when things get to a level maybe where like maybe if we as a community say this man's doing wrong, we pull him to the town square or her to the town square and then the police town officers say square. we'll take it from here. You know, we'll <laughs> deliver him to the j- cell or we'll deliver him to the judge. You know, it's just like you it, it needs town, to be that. So this 
this is this yeah. is crime happening in eighteen ninety five, like <laughs> the town square. Yeah, it's, it, I feel like it needs to be collaborative, and I think that's. what I'm you're not saying, saying we don't need cops at yeah, all. No, no, I don't. I think mean, that's what I you're think saying. that they yeah. can. I just think that they can serve a different, different function, function. Mm-hmm. instead of us being like, you need to keep the order, you need exactly. to stop crime, because we know I cops do. don't stop crime from yeah, happening. Yeah, they don't. So crime still that, right. Um, it just they 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 they're the function of what they do. I think needs to be revamped exactly. and reimagined and re-executed. Um, and it does need to be um, everybody's responsibility Every, as far as like point. what happens otherwise and how we keep this mm-hmm. quote-unquote order yeah. and how we deal with people with mental health issues, yeah. you know, roaming the streets and doing what we call crime, mm-hmm. you know, um, pushing people in the train tracks and shit like that. Like, yeah, yeah, it's all fucked up. We're just, it is. I think we're just too far along you, um, to like really fix it, to be honest with you. I, you know, I, I agree with I don't you, mean, too. I don't think we should not try to. Yeah. I think we won't see it in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. I think if we started fixing it now, then, you know, generations to come mm-hmm. could see the change. That's true. But it, I'm talking it'll be 40, 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we got to wrap up. Yes, yes. Because um, we've been talking for a minute today. Well, yeah, you know. So much to discuss. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's okay. And we're going to edit out all the garbage stuff. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we won't subject our <laughs> listeners to any of that. Um, but we will subject you to uh, just our wonderful, wonderful voices every week. And if you liked mm-hmm. this episode of Black Hipster, you want to come back and listen mm-hmm. to us every week. You should just subscribe. 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 Make sure you rate us. Give us mm-hmm. top stars. Yes. We love it when Tens you show us love, love, love. Mm-hmm. Um, we also love love it when you show us love <laughs> in our DMs. That, mm-hmm. But like not in a freaky love. way, right? Not platonic. Not not in a freaky way. Yes. Um, so feel free to go ahead and slide <laughs> again platonically yeah, into our DMs. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, we're uh-huh. at Black Hipster Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I am at the Shalwa Evans. That's T H E E. Yes, indeed. Oh, you like that? I like that. I like that. Love playing words. Where can they find you? Standrick Wiggins and uh, nothing clever coming down. No, 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 nothing no, clever. no. But no, you can also no, no. email us. Yes, yes. Email us as well at Black Podcast at gmail dot com. Alrighty then. All that right, will be darling. that. I'm gonna go get myself a glass of wine. All right. Yes. Yes. Down. It's okay. on. It's on. Bye. Bye.